I loved this class that we took, the Leading Evolving Organizations. For me, that class really gave me different ways to think about business communications. I mean, I worked in corporate before, but I spent a lot of time in small businesses. So moving into these you know, big leadership positions in big corporations, it's important to know how best to lead and the ways that you can succeed and the ways that you can fail. So I found that to be really insightful for me. And I look forward to taking the things that I've learned into my full-time role once I graduate and just continuing to work on it because this stuff isn't, you learn it and you're done. It's continual work. That's what being a leader is, right? It's just improving yourself continually so that you can lead everyone else. So I found that to be really useful for me. And so I'm really appreciative that we got to do that this semester. Hello, and welcome back to Dogs on Top, our podcast about the Georgia MBA, where we share our stories about our students, faculty, and staff, and what it's like to be a part of the program, the Terry College of Business, and the University of Georgia. I'm Deirdre Kane, your host and director of admissions for the full-time MBA. This podcast started at the beginning of the pandemic as an effort to bring the program and Athens to incoming students and prospective applicants. Most of this season's episodes have been recorded as live webinars and unscripted. We are coming to the end of the semester and to the end of season three. In this final episode of the season, I talked with Jake Mosley from Student Engagement and two second year students, Emily Connolly and Lily Waldron, about our Leadership Fellows Program. Leadership development is an integral part of our MBA program, especially since students are getting an MBA to become better managers and leaders. We've had a leadership development program for many years now, and it has evolved over time to meet the needs of the market and our students. Like the rest of our curriculum, the Leadership Fellows Program offers students the flexibility to choose the academic and co-curricular activities that best fit their individual leadership journeys. This is actually our, our final uh, sort of live event, topical event of the fall. Um, and in the spring, we'll do some other sort of small group events with um, MBA ambassadors and, and admission staff. So we've done a series, others, a series of other events this fall. They're available on the same site that this one will be available following the event on, where UGA is hosting these things. So you can go back to them. But enough about that and enough about me. I'm going to let Jake, Emily, and Lily introduce themselves, and then we'll get started. Hi, everybody. I'm Jake Mosley. My title is Director of Student Engagement for the Full-Time MBA program. I'm excited to be here today. Um, I feel like it's okay for us to wing it because uh, we're good (laughs) at what we do, and this is what we do. Uh, One one caveat, my wife is about to head out to get dinner for us, Um, so um, fingers crossed my two-year-old and five-year-old don't make an appearance. But um, I think I think we're under control. But looking forward to sharing some information with you guys today about our leadership fellows program. And I'm excited that Emily and, and Lily could join us because they they probably know it better than me because they're they're going through it. So I'll, Emily, you, you're top of my screen. So I'll keep. Yeah. Hey everyone, my name is Emily Conley. I am a second year MBA student. I am concentrating in marketing and business analytics primarily focusing on brand management. I interned with Keurig Dr. Pepper this past summer and then I'm going on full-time to Keurig Dr. Pepper upon graduation. Really excited to be here and to talk to all of you. Hey everyone, I'm Lily. I'm a second year MBA as well. Um, I'm concentrating in finance and business analytics. I interned with Bank of America this summer and I'll be returning to their strategy and management program full-time next summer. Can I tell them the other news that I just found out? Sure. Lily's getting married next week. 
So I am stressed also. <laughs> oh, man. She's, she's finishing the semester and um, preparing for a wedding all at the same time. So oh, bless you. And congrats. congrats. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think the bless is, yeah, most, <laughs> most needed. It's been a year. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, and one more thing before we keep going for everybody who's here. We're, we're definitely here to answer questions and do want to make this as interactive as possible. So you can post questions in the chat and I'm going to keep, keep an eye on those. Uh, actually, we all can and we'll hopefully answer some things as we go. Um, but definitely make sure that we will answer everything at the end and, and take questions at the end. We only have a we have a small deck of slides here. This is mostly a conversation, um, but I do want to provide some context for sort of understanding leadership fellows in the first place. Um, if you're not familiar with the University of Georgia and our MBA program, one of the things that we have really, really focused on in the last five or six years is on applied learning opportunities for the program. And that includes what leadership fellow offers. And within that, the, 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 one of the reasons I think why that's been so successful for us is because of our, our focus on very much, very personalized support, um, hands-on, one-to-one uh, -one individualized support, both in terms of career um, support and academic advising. And within that, Leadership Fellows is part of the applied learning opportunities that then enable people to get experience to help position themselves for the next phase of their careers. Um, the other reason I use this slide is because I like this photo. And this is a, a, a what's the word I want? Overview of the new business learning community. It's still new enough that we can say that. So this is at the top of the photo is Corel Hall, which is the graduate programs building where I currently am um, doing this from my office. The other five buildings are also part of the business learning community and class, their space for classrooms and, and faculty and studying and uh, our, our undergraduate space and some great outdoor space as well. So, you know, we're very proud <laughs> to have these facilities and they've really enabled our students to have some great space to, to learn and study in. Um, anything to add to that, Jake, about our wonderful BLC or anything else? I mean, I really think you nailed it. I, I would, I, I kind of just don't want to repeat you. I mean, we're blessed with, with great facilities. Mm -hmm. And I think a differentiator for us is we're strategic about the level of support we try to offer every student. I mean, we mean that. So. Yeah. And, and Lily and Emily don't know what it was like before we had these buildings. So, um, <laughs> Oh, I do. I went to Terry undergrad. So I, I, I was in the old buildings. These are the being, building. I think these were built right after I left. So, okay. Yeah. So 2015 is when we moved into Corral Hall. The others were built and opened over sent between 2015 and 2019. Um, and so really well located. We're on North campus. We're within walking distance of the main library of downtown Athens of the Bolton dining hall of the student center. And so in terms of just accessing other things on the university campus, especially North campus, we're not very far from the stadium and that's always important. So um, this is a business learning community. And so here's where the magic happens, basically. There's the photo. Yeah, and um, Didi, real quick, yeah. I guess I guess it is worth saying that from a student experience standpoint, it, it is kind of like one-stop shopping. Mm. You could pretty much, um, you know, Move you in. have access to pretty much everything you need in Corral Hall. You know, you don't have to track across campus for study space or things like that. And you, you've already covered we're, we're close to the stadium, we're close to downtown. So it's a very convenient location. 
including showers and a cafe. The only thing you shouldn't do in Corral Hall is stay over and sleep overnight. But yeah, and if the shower piece has weirded anybody out, I think that's part of the building being LEED certified um, for what that's worth. And it's convenient before interviews when we could do things in person. Um, but that time will return soon enough. Um, so beyond sort of the focus on applied learning, the other context to be aware of that this all fits into, especially when we start talking about project-based things, is just the university environment itself. Um, Leadership Fellows is tied to service learning, and so that's why I included this slide. And it's also at times tied to working with Athens, um, local nonprofits and local businesses, um, and just the, the creative community and the professional community that is here um, and of course, I have to tell it, you know, we always need to tell people how many alumni we have. So we have a huge alumni network um, to tap into as well. And so this sort of commitment to service and a focus on applied learning really frames a lot of what makes Leadership Fellows what it is. So speaking of what it is, here's our definition slide. So um, when we, we spent a lot of time explaining Leadership Fellows, Jake and I, and we spent a lot of time thinking about Leadership Fellows. I joined the program in 2011. Jake, I think, was here when I got here. Um, and so we've been around for a while and sort of been part of, of building this up, especially Jake. And so, um, you know, it's really a, a second year opportunity, but you guys are going to take over in a second. But, you know, during the first year of the program, there's a focus on the core courses and sort of getting your foot in the water. In the second year, you have a lot more flexibility to start sort of uh, diving into elective options and the MBA, the Leadership Fellows Program is one part of that co-curricular activity for second year students. And it really does focus on identifying the areas in which you want to develop as a leader and then finding opportunities to do so. Now, that said, that's my spiel. I would like to turn it over to the other three people and we'll start talking about this experience. So Jake, anything to add in terms of what it is to you before we dive into something else? Yeah, a couple of things I'll, I'll reiterate. We the focus is on second years um, because you're um, when you get here, you'll recognize that you, you don't have the bandwidth for much more than surviving mm -hmm. and finding an internship in your first year. Um, and if you're familiar at all, if you've um, seen any of DD shows in the past uh, that I've been a part of, what we really try to do as a program is provide a menu of options for students to engage their interests and their passions. And I don't wanna to talk too much about that now, but Leadership Fellows is just another example. As we get into the different options, the different routes one can take through this program, our goal in mind is to make it applicable to students' interest. And I'll state the obvious here for a second, but like becoming a leader or learning good leadership qualities, that's not a passive experience, right? you've got to get in and lead to be a leader. So as we sort of look back at what our program is um, and what we wanted it to become, we thought about providing more opportunities for students to step in and, and lead. And so as we get into the different opportunities, that's really what that's about. We want um, you to be able to take a leadership role in any sort of facet that, uh, engages your interest and passion. So. I think the other thing I would add to that is if you think about the first and second year, the first year being more focused on sort of skills development, hard skills development, um, adding to your knowledge base. 
And the second year is an applied year. Um, and that's when you might be exercising and should be exercising more of the soft skills you're going to need to develop as you sort of move. You come at, you come back from your internship um, with, with the, that under your belt. And now, you know, how do you expand those soft skills before you leave? Am I making up the right things, Emily and, and Lily? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. And I think I'll just say something really quick, too. I, you know, the first year I we kind of like made it sound a little scary. It is hard at first. And that's like kind of why this soft skill stuff is kind of pushed back. It's just the first year, like like Didi was saying, is really just about you're getting into an MBA program. You've probably been out of undergrad for a while, jumping back into being into school and then also trying to land that internship. That's the focus. And then once you've kind of secured that and you're in a, a better place, that's when we come back to learn these, you know, leadership skills that are going to help us, you know, in our careers moving forward. Good at so I think I think also too on that is um, after you've had your internship and taken some more classes, uh, like in your major or, or in your concentration, you have a better idea of what you want. So as like, we'll talk about all the aspects of the leadership fellows program, you're able to pick like what is most relevant to you. So I think it's, it's a better just doing that in the second year, you just have more of an idea of what you want to do and what will help you further, um, further those skills and, and, and all of that. Okay. Now, so we're going to talk. So in the next slide, I think it'd be a good, good to first talk a little bit about structure and how it's organized. So as you can see here, this is the menu. Um, and also, you know, um, it, uh, one of the questions that I get asked a lot is who is it open to? Um, and how is how do we sort of get into leadership fellows? Can you talk about that process, Jake, in terms of the selection and, and building that cohort? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's actually, it's open to anyone. So, so far it's, it's kind of been a, um, we've been able to run it as a self-selected process. Um, again, back to sort of our menu of options. Um, some folks gravitate toward developing their leadership skills and with our program size, we're usually able to accommodate, uh, that size. So, so that anybody, to date, anybody wanting to pursue leadership fellows has had the opportunity to do that. Um, if you look at um, Didi's slide here, the two the two main requirements, or not main requirements, I would say sort of core unconditional requirements are, first is taking the Management 7011 Leading Evolving Organizations. And that's an elective that you can take in your second year. And that I believe, and, and Emily and, and Lily, y'all, y'all, calm me down if I go too far. But that's a pretty popular course. It's taught actually by the associate dean uh, for graduate programs, Dr. Mike Farr. His expertise is in um, uh, crisis management. Um, so I've got the syllabus in front of me. I haven't taken the course, but basically, the the course is going to look at kind of three themes: uh, critical thinking from a corporate strategy standpoint. Um, corporate communications and crisis management. And then um, within corporate strategy, the kind of the trade-off associated with strategic decisions, um, strategies, and, and manage managing public perceptions. So this is going to kind of give you an idea of from, from a corporate sense um, what it is to lead an organization. Um, Lily, Emily, thoughts on that course? Anything that you would add to that description? Yeah, that's a pretty good description. Um, that was definitely one of my favorite classes. It's definitely conversational based and it um, 
Dr. Farr uses a lot of the foundations that we've learned in that first semester classes. So when you take strategy and then even like using accounting and finance, all that, it kind of ties in all of those like foundational topics um, into crisis management, which of course this year has had a lot of topics. So we had a lot to talk about, but um, I mean, even, even without, you know, pandemic and, and all that this year has brought, um, there's always stuff to talk about and different strategies of how things can be handled. So um, we cover a lot in that class, but um, like I said, it's very conversational. So it's, it's very, I guess, like applicable and you're able to talk things out and, you know, make, I guess, work on that leadership aspect of it um, for sure. Yeah. And I'll just add, I mean, like Lily said, this was a, a really a favorite class of mine working with Dr. Farr was, was really great. And we did have a lot of things to cover this year, just with how crazy this year has been. But I think the thing that really stood out to me the most was the fact that in this class, we're looking at successful leaders and maybe leaders who've fallen off a little bit. And we talked about ways they did things and what worked and what didn't. And so that we have applicable ways to take into our future positions to know this is how good leaders succeeded. And so it's a really, really good class, regardless of whether you do leadership fellows, you should definitely take this class. Yeah, I'll jump in and say too that the class is open to anybody in the MBA program, but if you're going to do the leadership fellows certificate, it's a requirement for, for that experience. Um, the second piece, I'll, I'll turn it back over to Emily to talk about the Enneagram, if, if you're comfortable with that, Emily. But but I will just say, for us as a program, you know, we're always looking at self-awareness and how our students can understand how they are perceived, uh, what their own skills um, and, and maybe what their own weaknesses are and where they need to work um, to get to get better at certain things. But Because I think a big piece of of leading is, is understanding everyone's strengths, including yourself. Um, and so that's where the Enneagram workshop comes in. And we were excited to launch that this year. Um, Emily, do you want to talk more about that? Yeah. So for those who are not familiar with the Enneagram, it's similar in a lot of ways to personality tests like the Myers-Briggs or those types of things where it gives you some kind of personality type and it helps you figure out the good things about who you are and the things that you can work on. And so it's been a really in, like informative session that we've been doing. We've been meeting with someone and we just kind of talk about the challenges that we face at being, you know, whatever it's based on the number. So being whatever number you are, the challenges you have, way to work around problems, how you work with other people. And so it's been really informative to kind of learn more about myself in particular, but also just seeing other people kind of reflect inwardly and see, okay, these are things I've struggled with in the past. Here are issues in past leadership roles that I've had. And now that I know these things about myself, I can work to make, make those things better moving forward. So it's been, it's not like a hokey pokey kind of class. It's, it's really informative. It actually is stuff that you can work on and, you know, make you a better person. And so it's a really, really exciting class and it's been really fun to do. And I think we have another one coming up I guess next month. So really excited about that. Thanks, um, Emily. I, I've sat in on um, a couple and I got to say too, one thing that we've learned through leadership, there's a part of me that's sort of anti-assessment because I feel like all of these are like, everybody gets a color and you go stand in your corner and I'm orange and this is what it means to be me. And I don't think that's very effective. Um, and that's not what the Enneagram workshop is. Um, and that's what I enjoy on the sessions that I've sat into what Emily was saying is, you know, how 
you kind of talk through what you've learned about yourself through the assessment and and that it's a it's a it's a great way to view view others which i think is often lacking in assessments people are looking at oh i'm i'm you know i'm this type and this is what it means to be me but with the enneagram we try to tease out more about well well how does that show through and how you do your work um and then actually too there's a very personal component in terms of your your sort of how you go about life as well and then the thing I would add to that, that I think to sort of back up a little bit so people understand, it's not it, 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 it's not that we all, you only as a student would start thinking about your leadership development in your second year. Um, as we move down to this sort of second uh, uh, layer here of the other things you can participate in and choose from, uh, some of these you can do independent of being a leadership fellow. Like you don't have to be in leadership fellows to do any of this. Um, and two of them, three of them, three of them, <laughs> three of them, um, you can or do participate in your first year of the program. And so you can work your way into leadership fellows or do pieces of leadership fellows, the things, you know, if you just want to focus on a few things. Um, and so it's, it, it, it's part of the two years and it's sort of built into the program. But this does allow people to do the deep dive by doing the two required, the required course in the Enneagram workshop. And so I think, I guess that's a more holistic way to maybe try and explain that. That's really um, good. That's option part. Yeah, um, no, Dee, that's why you're so good at what you do. Cause I feel like I get lost in the tactical weeds of, yeah, you're going to come here and you run and you're going to go do these things. But right. yeah, you sort of, I think, I think bringing us, you know, reframing us a little bit is a good point because keep in mind everything that what you and Emily said about the first year, right? Like all of this kind of builds on it. And you're certainly going to have opportunities to lead in your first year. But it's it's really in that second year where did you use the phrase deep dive, where if this is uh, an area you want to to get better at, the second year is really where you have the bandwidth to go further. So. Yeah, and I think leadership goals, among other things, is is just one example of our expectation that people come into the program thinking about what this whole two years might look like for them. And so you're doing some, you're doing some immediate planning. If you want to do X, Y, and Z, it could start pretty early. So for example, if we, if we now move on to the nonprofit board fellows program, that's a choice made during orientation and before your first year even starts. And so if you want to engage in the nonprofit board fellows, you can just focus on that. But if you do, you have now met one of the requirements of being in a leadership fellows program. Um, so uh, I can we can bounce back and forth, but let's let's talk about nonprofit board fellows first because I, I think Emily at least is one of them. Okay, um, so nonprofit board fellows. This is the fourth year, maybe we have uh, I think about sixteen organizations now participating. Um, this may not be a comprehensive list because I think it needs to be updated. But it does allow our students to sit as a non-voting member on one one of many um, one of Athens' many nonprofits, um, including those here. And so they can spend two years sort of observing how a nonprofit is governed and sort of contributing their talents. So Emily, we'd probably be better to speak to this experience than I am, but that's sort of the big picture. But what it, what tell people talk a little bit about what you've done. Yeah, so I um, am on nonprofit board fellow for extra special people on their Java Joy branch of their nonprofit, which is 
an organization that empowers people of all abilities to um, spread joy. That's their thing. So it's essentially, it's a coffee cart where people of all differing abilities um, are what we call joy baristas and they serve coffee to people. Um, you can rent the cart for your office building or um, we used to bring it to campus a lot of times back when we could do that. So um, it was really fun then, but <laughs> it's still a good time now. But essentially what I do is I just help them where they need it. So we did a lot more last semester just because of COVID kind of impacting the way food service is working. But essentially they've been spreading. They started here in Athens and they've already branched out to, I think it's San Francisco, California. They're in Atlanta now. They are in Rome, Georgia. So they are growing quickly. And so we're just supporting them any way we can. If they need, you know, we're MBA caliber employees that we're just here to help for free. So, you know, just giving them any support they need. Um, and it's been really awesome. It's great to get to work with, you know, these people and really impact their lives. So it's been a good experience. And I signed up for this without even knowing what Leadership Fellows was. So I was kind of one of those people that fell into Leadership Fellows. I was checking boxes without knowing it. Um, because I just wanted to participate in nonprofit board. And then it led me to this, which has been really fun. And uh, Lily, are you on non nonprofit board fellows too? Yes, I am. I'm on um, Athens Community Council on Aging. Yeah, and same, I was gonna say what Emily said there at the end is I signed up for this, not having leadership fellows on my radar. It's just something I wanted to do. And then got the leadership fellows email and I was like, oh, awesome. Like that's one step out of the way. So. Um, so that kind of circles back to what you're saying, but, um, yeah, I'm on Athens community council on aging. Um, it obviously was a little bit more interactive last year, but it has been very interesting seeing how they have adapted very quickly, um, to the pandemic. They serve, um, senior citizens in Athens and surrounding communities. So obviously a very high risk population. Um, and so they have, they offer several different programs, but their main one is meals on wheels. And so that has taken priority this year. Um, so they've kind of, um, I guess, not focused on some of their programs, just trying to make sure um, like senior citizens in our area are getting, you know, contact with people since they are isolated um, and then also food as well. So that's been um, very cool to see how quickly they have adapted and being able to have like that, that front row seat to watching a nonprofit, you know, work in, in a time of a crisis. Yeah, and they just did their Turkey Palooza. Yes, they do annually to sort of get turkey, turkeys to seniors for Thanksgiving, among others. Yes. Um, so so that's sort of that's a little bit about the nonprofit board fellows program. Again, it's a two year experience um, and there's a lot more to tell about that. We're going to hopefully be featuring some of those students and some of those organizations and social media um, in the spring. So now the second thing, these other three things are more of the menu. So in your first or second year, you can participate in the Dogs on Top case competition. We also use that as sort of a training ground for other case competitions that are external to the university that our students participate in. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of those. Um, there's dozens of those. Um, and, and we sort of you know, get groups of students together to do those. But this is an opportunity for alums to come back and serve as judges. Um, and they have a great time. And for our students to sort of get that exposure um, it, sort of in our learning envir environment. Um, this year, it's coming up in February, Jake. Is that when it's happening, when we get back? I, I believe so, yes. And I would say, too, this is um, – Dee, you mentioned there are a lot of case competitions. And I think what we have found is that there's a ton of value 
in participating in one of those case competitions. You, you get to, um, I, I mean, Emily or, or Lily, you guys can weigh in on the actual experience, but th- there's a, you get to, usually the case is pretty compact. You have a quick turnaround. You have to present. You, you're, you, you know, we're simulate, simulating presenting to a board in a, a crisis simulation. So I would say two things about why it's on this list. One, it's a way for us to bring the case competition experience to the program in general and make case competitions more accessible to the entire program. And two, um, it's such a valuable experience. We feel like it fits into the leadership structure. Um, so that, I mean, that's kind of a, a little bit about why it's on the list. Emily or Lily, would, would you add anything about the competition or case competitions in general? I have lots of friends in the program who have, and, and that's probably what I will choose as my second part of the leadership fellows kind of menu here. Um, and the reason I'm doing that is just because these competitions are, well, one, this one's really great because it's just within the program. You're not having to work with other teams or other MBA programs, but it's just in with the UGA MBA um, students. But these case competitions are just a really great opportunity to put the skills that you're learning to use. I mean, they give you these problems. You work on them with your team and, you know, either you pick your team or the team's been picked for you and you're kind of working with a lot of different people. And it's a really good real life work scenario. Um, And so that's the reason why I know that this program in particular really likes the case competitions. We find that they can be really effective for helping you become a better um, candidate for works and jobs and stuff like that. So um, I, again, haven't done a case competition yet, but of the people that I know that have done them, they've found them really effective. And I look forward to participating in Dogs on Top. Last year, when one of the things that I think was surprising about um, last year, the year before, is uh, we actually invite undergraduates from the Grady School, the journalism students, to be play the role of the journalists. And I think our students underestimated what that experience would be like. <laughs> because those journalism students are really on it. And so that was a really interesting sort of back and forth that press conference um, environment um, was really, I think, a little bit challenging along with the presentation. So it was really interesting to be there and watch that. Yes, really quick, I was just going to unpack that a little bit. So basically the format of the case competition is basically on Thursday night, your team is given like at 6 p.m. you're giving the case it is some sort of crisis simulation. We, we, we've mentioned Dr. Farr earlier. He, he sort of helped select the case and he's a part of this process. Um, and so students have basically um, on a Thursday evening, Thursday night to work on their response to the crisis. They get an update um, Friday morning and then they present to the board. And the board is actually um, made up of alumni, folks from the uh, either alumni from the program or folks that are on the um, advisory board. Then the top, I can't remember, the top four or five teams going to present in the final round, which is a, a press conference simulation. And to Dee Dee's point, this heavy on the simulation. You bring in the kids from Grady. Um, they, they, those, so those are folks going through Grady, uh, the journalism school, and they, they're also, um, there's cash prizes involved in this on both levels. So A, uh, there's a cash prize for the winning NBA team. There's also a cash prize for the uh, quote unquote best reporter. So there's some incentive for them to ask tough questions. 
Because, um, again, this is seen as a growing experience for our student. Yeah. Um, anything else about case competitions? I think that sort of covers it. Okay. Um, service learning project, Jake. So that's another option. Um, this is local, sort of with Athens organizations. And again, it's something you can do irrespective of being in leadership fellows, but it is part, part of it. So can you tell a little bit more about that? Yeah, so one thing that we've done through the years in our program is we have the volunteer requirement, which is basically on its face, it's 50 hours of volunteer service over your two years in the program. And over the last five years, as our program has grown, we have tried to transition from just sort of manpower, volunteering, although those things are valuable and, and important, do not get me wrong, um, but we've tried to transition to more meaningful volunteer service in the community. And, and what we found is there are a lot of nonprofits in, in the Athens area. Obviously we've talked about the nonprofit board fellows that kind of speaks to the opportunity. What the service learning project is, is basically um, we're tapping into that nonprofit community again to provide the MBA skill set. Something I think Emily said earlier, like you're, you're gaining these skills in the MBA program. This is a way for you to apply them to the Athens community and get connected to the Athens community more. Um, and it also, um, this the service learning project uh, goes towards meeting the volunteer requirement. So, so again, what we're, what we're trying to do is, is deepen our program and our students connection to the community. While hopefully, well, if we do it right, students get develop their their leadership and their MBA skills. Okay. Okay. And lastly, the workforce diversity certificate, which is offered by our Office of Diversity Relations. So that is for both graduate graduate students, undergraduate students. But I think Lily's participated in that, so she can tell us a little bit about about what that's like. Yeah. Um. So I did the certificate this semester. Um. It's a shortened class time. Um, so I think it was about two months or so. Um, and we had an assignment every week. Um, obviously, like this semester is all online. I believe that we meet and have more of a speakers and kind of conversational setup. Um, but this this semester, we had different topics um, and we're given a lot of different scenarios. Um, so it really, and kind of like looking at it, it's looking at diversity and making sure that you understand like the business, I guess, like incentives to that and not just having like diversity for the sake of diversity. So um, with the, like the scenarios and stuff that we were given, it's was really great to like kind of think about those and like very specific, you know, places that you might find yourself, especially in a leadership position, you know, making sure that everyone's feeling included and that you are aware of, you know, anything that you might encounter as a leader and kind of how that, how that's like your responsibility to, you know, understand and make sure um, that everyone's comfortable and just like aware of, of everything. Um, but there are definitely, there are different projects every week and it was really great to work with other, um, people in the class. We had a final project. Um, and like Didi said, you're working with, there are a couple other MBAs in there, but also people from other programs within Terry. So from there, you're getting people with different backgrounds and you, different ages, um, which is diversity in itself. So it's great to, you know, be able to work, um, with, you know, in a group setting and making sure that you're like working together and, and accomplishing your goal. But um, it was a great experience. Um, it was, like I said, a, a small commitment, just a weekly commitment. So I really enjoyed it. 
Okay. Um, now, in terms of maybe just sort of connecting the dots a little before we take questions, you know, in terms of the order of operations. So, how do you, how do either of you or both of you feel, you sort of, if you're sort of reflecting on both what you learned from your internships and sort of what you're taking out of leadership fellows, what would you say is sort of the, you know, the takeaways that now you're going to bring forward as you leave us soon enough um, to start, you know, to start your next, your next role? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I've said a lot of this so far, but I think the things that have really stuck with me the most are one is this Enneagram workshop and this self-awareness. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially people in leadership positions. And so being able to know where I am really good and my strengths are and where my weaknesses are has been really helpful for me to move forward. I, you know, had a summer internship this past summer and just thinking about ways that I, you know, if I had been more self-aware, how could I have been better? These types of things. So I think that was something that I found really effective. And then also I loved this class that we took, the Leading Evolving Organizations. For me, that class really gave me different ways to think about business communications. I mean, I worked in corporate before, but I spent a lot of time in small businesses. So moving into these, you know, big leadership positions in big corporations, it's important to know how best to lead and the ways that you can succeed and the ways that you can fail. So I found that to be really insightful for me. And I look forward to taking the things that I've learned into my full-time role once I graduate and just continuing to work on it because this stuff isn't, you learn it and you're done. It's continual work. That's what being a leader is, right? It's just improving yourself continually so that you can lead everyone else. So I found that to be really useful for me. And so I'm really appreciative that we got to do that this semester. And Lily, any takeaways for you or any sort of sort of final thoughts about how you wrap this all up for yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I second what Emily said. I mean, leading involving organizations was great and um, just very conversational. So like she said, it makes you think about things and making sure that you're articulating, you know, like what you're trying to get across because, I mean, we did a lot of studies on leaders and sometimes it's, they're saying one thing and then, you know, implying something else. So it's something that I think ties into the self-awareness as well. And it's like, Yes, these assessments that are, you know, getting you to look at yourself, but um, I like them and thinking of them as other people because you sometimes, like you think someone's going to react a certain way and then they just don't have the same personality as you. So it's like how to like work with others, especially in a leadership framework. It's, you know, that's, we're going to be leading people eventually down the line. Um, so it's nice to, you know, be able to think about that and say like, how can I be a better leader? So both of those were super helpful. Um, and then I chose to do the workforce diversity certificate because um, with Bank of America, that was a topic that was like front and foremost for all of our internship. Um, we had a lot of coffee, coffee chats and leadership, um, different kind of chats and discussions about diversity and how a company as big as Bank of America can make sure that that's a priority. Um, so I want to take the diversity certificate to kind of focus on more of that. Um, and it was, like I said, in talking about it, it was great to, you know, think about those scenarios and how, how you can react and just think of them in, on a small level um, and then tying that into how a business can prioritize that going forward. So um, it was a great experience. And, um, you know, we've done, as Emily said, like some of these different things that you do, not because it's the leadership fellows, but just because it's something that benefits you. So there's definitely a lot of, lot of good options here. And Jake, any any final thoughts for you? And then we'll open it up to questions. 
think I think they nailed it. My two year old has uh, entered the room, so let's go to questions. <laughs> okay. So, hello, my name is Danielle. Um, uh, one of my questions that I have is, what is your biggest takeaway um, from being a part of the program? And even after you graduate from your MBA program, what is something that you believe that you will carry with yourself while being a part of this? I would love to answer this because I did not go to the University of Georgia as an undergrad. Um, I know Lily did. And so the thing that I have been most impressed with and the thing that I think I'm going to luckily get to carry with me once I graduate is the alumni network at UGA is insane. They love UGA students. They will literally do anything for a UGA student. So when I was trying to network and get to know people at different companies, I would reach out to just some random UGA alum and say, hey, I'm getting my MBA at Georgia. Can I talk to you? And I hear about your job. And they were always like, absolutely, without a doubt. Can you call now? I'm happy to talk now. And I was like, wow, okay, that's really great. I'm so glad you're so excited. So that's the one thing that I'm really excited about to be part of the Georgia family. But then additionally, I think that our CMC staff and our admission staff, everyone in the program is really committed to your success. And so I think that's something that's really helped me get to the point where I am, where I have people in the CMC, which is our career management center, who have been working with me to make sure I'm ready for interviews. They're giving me connections at different places. So those are the things I think were most impactful for me from this program. And I'm really happy that I chose this program because I think that's gonna continue bringing success for me in the future. And I'd like to thank Lily, Emily, and Jake again for helping me out today. Um, and make this unscripted moment what it is. Look for more of that and always reach out if you want. And Emily and Lily and Jake, have a good evening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. All right. Yes, thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you to Jake, Emily, and Lily for helping me out today. I hope we have provided a better understanding of leadership development within the program. The show notes will have a link to all of our recorded webinars from this fall. Thank you once again to our producer, Scott Duvall from Juavi Films for making us sound better than we sound in real life. If you want to connect with admissions or learn more about the student experience from current students, sign up for any of our virtual events or reach out to an MBA ambassador directly to talk one-on-one. Links to our events and ambassador pages are in the show notes. Don't forget to check out our website at terry.uga.edu slash MBA slash full-time. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to check out our YouTube playlist. Stay tuned for more information about season four. And until next time, stay safe, be kind, and go dogs.